ain't gonna say too much about that because I mean, the topic we want to talk about tonight is it's kind of fucking heavy. Um, very heavy. Yeah. I my notes. <laughs> I feel like it can be heavy, but I feel like it's just something that's not talked about as if it's not seen. I think a lot yeah. of people um, walk around, drive around, and ignore it as if the problem is going to eradicate itself, and it's not. So I wanted to talk about, um, well, let me introduce myself first. Let yes. me introduce, uh, this is Greg from Young Black and Bothered Podcast. Myself, um, I'm Shan from She Gets It Podcast. And uh, this is Loudmouth Stereo on the Stereo Absolutely. app, um, where we bring you content that matters. Mm. And um, tonight's topic is... Uh, what do you do for the homeless? Or mm. just talking homelessness. Um, I wanted to talk about what are people doing for the homeless because this is the season or let's say this has been the year where that shit really matters. Uh, there's always been like people on the street. Every city that you go to that you assumed to be a great city has homeless people um every nice area has homeless people um sometimes people that are homeless disguise it well sometimes Mm -hmm. people that are homeless um make enough money to live out their vehicle and pay their insurance and pay their tags once a year but they cannot afford a place to stay And I feel like right now, um, being that we have this large number of people being unemployed, and we already have like a large number of a pay gap between people being poor and middle class, people who are like one check away from being poor, uh, people that are one check away from being evicted. And then to now, come to a time where a lot of people are dependent on the government to assist them during the pandemic of not being able to physically go to a job depending on what city you're in or what state you live in how much of a lockdown they have because every state is different Uh, the government really doesn't take into consideration that people have children and then Hmm who have children um, can't get up and be like, all right, I'm going I'm to still come to work. Did a policy change where you could take your children to work? No. Did a, uh, is there X amount of money coming in where you can take your child to a daycare that wants the full pay? No. So then it's like, okay, do I go to work and try to pay for someone to watch my kid and that's where the bulk of my money is going or do I not go to work and try to stay home and help my child virtually do school so nobody doesn't have to like call defects on me for not having my kids go to school um, and look for work that's remote and when you have a pandemic where you're looking for work that's remote First of all, you have to have a house in order to be remote anything. You have to be able to pay for bills. How are you paying for bills when 
the government has stopped unemployment because of so many um, fraudulent people making up claims and making up numbers in order to collect checks. And I think for at least four to six months, people were collecting checks who have never worked in years. And you're, you're starting to wonder how, um, how unorganized the government had to be to not catch people with social security numbers that have not worked a taxable job in years. Um, yeah. And that's if you were whiffed enough, fast enough, witty enough to catch on. There's a lot of people on the street right now that were evicted out of their homes. I know for Georgia, they opened up the courts for landlords to do evictions. And some people mm-hmm. haven't paid rent in three months. Some people yeah. haven't paid the mortgage in five months. And then you have mortgage companies who are taking advantage of people who have mortgages by telling them, oh, don't worry about it. Pay it when you get it. But they're adding on a 5% fee every month that you're late with your mortgage. So it's going to be impossible for you to catch up when things get, quote unquote, back normal, whatever the fuck that is. So it's just it's just really crazy and unfortunate. And I feel like there are a lot of ways that you, myself, other people can figure out a way to give something back to the homeless who cannot ask the government for help for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have their proper paperwork. Maybe they don't have proper identification. Maybe they sleep wherever they could find somewhere to sleep. And um, I don't know about you, but like every season I try to go through my kids' clothes I try to go through my kids' toys. Um, I go through my closets on things that I don't really wear, things I could do away with, things I could donate. I try to figure out places where I could donate them. Um, And I try not to just throw things in the trash. Mm. Like, if if it's something that somebody else can use, I try not to throw it in the trash. I try to figure out a way to get it to connect the dots to someone that may need it. Like if you have old clothes, you can um, give them your old clothes. If um, you can buy them a meal, I suggest you buy them a meal or buy them something that they can eat on the go and give to them and not give them money. Because um, a lot of times you don't even know what mindset those people are in to give them and it, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, you don't know if they're addicted to anything while they're homeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, giving them something that they couldn't even uh, take care of in the first place is not going to help them. Um, a lot of people I know, they might make like um, care kits. And their care kits could be um, travel size shampoo, sanitizer, um, wipes, deodorant toothbrushes toothpaste if you think about it if all of that shit is like let's say 89 cents a piece at walmart um 99 cents at your kroger your Publix, uh at target i think it's a dollar or some shit and you put at least let's say 30 of those ziploc bags together like that's you helping the homeless yeah um, 
Oh, boy. You've already said a lot. <laughs> wow. I think that's the most... Wow. Um, for, for me, I'm, I'm so indifferent when it comes to it. Uh, the reason why is because I live in a highly, like, I don't want to say a popular area for homelessness, but, like, other than San Francisco and New York, it's known to be, like, heavy military, ex-military, and the military has kind of, like, taken care of their own. So what they do is they end up being homeless. Um, the issue, though, is a lot of people don't know the difference between a homeless person and, or a person that's homeless and a panhandler. Um, that's where the divide comes in with a lot of people. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I, I have stories with both homeless people and panhandlers. And for me, I was completely ignorant to it for years. I didn't know the difference. More importantly, I, I treated them all the same. Everybody was in the same bubble. And when I saw, like, I would leave out of my office or something like that, and I would see it, it's like, yo, know, like, how am I going to give to you? And you've been here all day, not realizing they, you know, they may have a drug addiction. They may have, you know, some type right. of addiction. Or more importantly, they just, they actually might genuinely be homeless. The issue is you should just have the heart to give. And for me, like once upon a time, I didn't have it. And it mm-hmm. was because I was so, I was so scorned at how homeless men, you know, how homelessness looked. So I have a story. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I was coming out of my firm and we had a whole bunch of leftover food. And I was like, you know what? I'll take this home. This could be food. This could be groceries for the week. When I say groceries, I'm talking about sandwiches, salad, stuff like that. So, you know, at this point I was driving into work. So I was like, okay, what I'll do is, you know, I'll go to my car, but I'll park the car outside. And then I'll just bring the food down instead of taking the elevator to the garage. So took the car outside, you know, it was sitting outside and started taking the food into my car. The issue was there was a homeless guy that was standing outside and he was just looking at me like prowling this free food in the car yeah. so I asked him I was like oh like you know would you like something he's like sure but when I started to try to give him food he said something to me that it honestly broke my heart he was like I'm homeless not hungry and that's been like the story that I knew for like you know for years because like wait a minute I'm, tr- I'm trying to give you something that like you know to me, except it seemed like genuine and authentic. Yeah. Like I know for a fact that I'm helping you out with something, but for him, he was mm-hmm. like, "No, like I-, I need money. I don't need your food. I can go get food from a shelter." And I was like, "Okay, I, I get that," but at the same time, I was like, "I I know for a fact that I don't need this, so I would rather give it to you." But he felt like you know I was like insulting him with it. So you know, for a few years after that, I would see homeless people, and I had like this like this distaste in my mouth because mm-hmm. they, they would just go around and you know they would ask for money and in dc they have this thing where they ask for money in a particular amount so they won't go and say hey do you have any change they'll literally walk up to you and say hey you got five dollars hey you got ten dollars because they, they see that dc is like an area where it's you know people have money for the most part that work downtown and stuff so they see that as hey we can get money from them and we can ask for an amount so near my job there's like a 7-eleven there's like a whole bunch of food eateries and things like that so they purposely hang out in front of the 7-eleven the reason why they do that is because they know for a fact you're going in there but they don't realize how the transactions work they don't see that a lot of people don't carry cash anymore. i and don't care it's hard yeah it, it for me it just if 
it's fucked up when I know for a fact I don't have cash and I'm not lying to someone who, you know, who's homeless or a panhandler, but I just always feel like they're giving me like the evil eye because they know for a fact that I don't carry cash. And then there was that one time where a guy, when I told him, I was like, yo, I don't need cash. I, t- mm-hmm. I have a dad. And the first thing in my head is like, well, if you can afford to have a phone and do this, 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 and this, and this then why are you standing out here? But that was the difference that I had to learn that day of a homeless person and a panhandler. Um, someone approached me and told me that, yeah, there are a lot of home people, you know, homeless people who have checking accounts and savings accounts. And, you know, just because they don't have a home doesn't mean that they don't have money that they're trying to save up to be the person that they were, you know, they once were or the person that they intend on being. So yeah. that one kind of was a wake up call for me. So there was a lady and her dog. So they were like at the metro, and she goes and says, "I know I've probably given you like two or three stories already, but basically this one is the one that kind of like turned the corner for me." So yeah, she she's at the metro, and it's her and her dog. And I heard someone else say something that I was thinking, but the thing is, hearing somebody else say it, it sounded so fucked up because I know for a fact I was thinking the same thing. And yeah. her being out at the metro, and she had her dog we both didn't think about her we just thought about the dog we were like well you know she's got this dog out here she's homeless why doesn't she just give the dog to somebody else and when i heard the like say that i was like oh my god like that was the first thing that i thought initially it was like but what if that's her only connection to the world and the reason why that's her connection to the world is because we don't have any type of compassion for the homeless people you know not for the homeless people but for the homeless or for people who are like less fortunate a dog they'll see a dog first before they see a homeless person yeah and I, honestly like rightfully so I, I was one of those people and it took me literally hearing someone else say it and you know this person this lady when I say she looked like she came from money it was almost like you could just like smell it on her she had on the red bottom she had, like and I'm not trying to like put anybody in a mm-hmm. box but you can tell when somebody's like entitled and you're looking at people that or just like less than them and I was like wait a minute yeah. like you, you you seem to be of a prestigious stash you know stature and I would be considered less than her I'm a black guy just you know coming from a law firm blah 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 like my firm doesn't have the suit and tie approach so when I saw her do it, I was like yo like she looks like she would be a complete asshole and the fact that she had said this out loud I was like yo if I'm thinking it and I feel bad like she's saying it and you know for a fact she doesn't give a damn like she could care less so for me, like, I, I kind of learned that day to be a little bit more compassionate when it comes to, you know, people who are homeless or people who are living without a home or honestly people who are even living in shelters because there are people who do have homes and they have a housing to go to. But during the day, they don't have a job. Like right now, think about it. Like homelessness, you know, homelessness is going to go up even more in 2021 right. because now I know for a fact in D.C., like they are evicting people. And the thing is, once you get evicted in D.C. or in, like, the Maryland and Virginia area, there's a certain time frame where you can't go and apply for another home. So, God forbid, if you don't, like, yeah, you go and you decide, you know what, I don't have a home I can go to. You you have to hope you have a friend or you have to hope that, you know, you go to some apartment complex or some building that says, you know what, we understand, but you also have to have a job, too. So, you can't just go in there with nothing. So, you might just be out here, you know. Yeah. And it's just hard knowing that like I had a friend who lived out of their car for four months and you couldn't tell me he was homeless like he wouldn't even tell us that he was homeless and the only thing that truly kept him down and 
not telling us that he was homeless was the fact that he didn't want people knowing his situation and you would be surprised how many people think that same way mm-hmm. which is really fucked up but I mean I want to cut you know myself or you off we have two voicemails I- I'm dying to hear what these are about Play, um... let's see let me play the first one you know what's crazy too like a lot of people just assume that they're like lazy and all these things you know but the system believe it or not has worked once once you fall off and not the system is made for you to almost for it to be almost impossible for you to get back in like, i remember i tried to get a p.o box one time because i didn't have an address mm-hmm. you know and i obviously i was i was looking for a job so i needed a you know, a mailbox so I could wait for information and, you know, to hear back from them. But they basically said I need an address to get a P.O. box. So it's like, hey, man, if I had an address, do you think I'd be here trying to get a fucking P.O. box? You know, so that's just like one of the ways to where it's like, you know, you're just going around in circles, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, sure. For for even for insurance purposes, I worked for a company for like four and a half years for insurance. You can't get insurance on a vehicle with a PO box. You can't get a quote with a PO box. Um, certain things in uh, government and uh, legalities do block you um, if you don't have an address. Um, so yeah, it is true. What's up, guys? Uh, what's, what's going up? on, Xavier? Um, what's going on, man? Man, I've, I've lived shit. in Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen homeless people. Um, I've seen my mom give them food, give them clothes. Um, but I, as a child, I didn't see them reject. And then mm-hmm. I lived in um, Florida and I don't remember seeing any homeless in Florida where I was living um, in Melbourne. I lived in Maryland, Baltimore mm-hmm. and had hella homeless people. Um, when I was living in Maryland we were living in Laurel. I didn't see a lot of homeless people. Um, and then when I came to Georgia in Atlanta there's lots of homeless people but now What's happening is they're gentrifying a lot of places in the city where they're pushing them to certain ends of downtown. So you'll go like a few streets that are really pretty, buildings, hospitals, and then you'll get to like a section that's like a uh, like a chained off park or a closed-in a bar, a barred. Um, walk place and you'll just see them just lined up with their carts their little houses and I'm just like there's so much money in this city and so many um, shelters and so many um, places just feeding the homeless that I just I don't get it like I don't get why that's a thing but I know why that's a thing Um, another thing that I hate about it is veterans you have these soldiers work and then they do everything for this government and then they come back here and they have to go through fucking hoops for help. And it shouldn't be where they get rejected because we're out of space. 
you, we, we can't have anybody else here. You got to get on this list. It should be no list. You should be taking care of them, their family members. It should be a commendable thing for the rest of their life where they exactly. all get help. And it shouldn't be no veterans on the street asking me for money. It shouldn't be um, I get off on an exit in Atlanta and someone is telling me, do I have $10? Like when you said, do you have $5? It's real. Do I have $10? I've been, I've been in the car where I always keep fruit in my car um, that can be like eaten anytime. Uh, I always keep uh, snack bars in my door just for that purpose because I'm always on the go as a mom. But at the same time, if I see somebody homeless, I want to be able to give them something that if I have to toss it, they can easily pick it up. You know, if I have to give it to them. They don't feel like I put my hands on the food that I'm giving to them because you still want to treat people like humans. You still want to yeah. treat them. This is how I would want my food handled. And I've offered homeless people fruit or, or food and they'll see me about to put it out the door and they'll completely skip my car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt, honest, boy, like, for me, <laughs> you're talking about, like, the military and stuff like that. Like, we can talk at length about this. Um, for me, personally, um, I, I truly fail to understand that um, at least the town I live in, in, in D.C., um, our mm-hmm. town doesn't have a, a real homelessness problem but a really bad problem with veterans and people who have been displaced out of the military with mental or you know mental illness or injury um between coming back from the military and not being able to be placed in an actual job or being injured because of your service like that's a really big deal here in dc um a lot of the people that you you consider to be homeless they still do get checks yeah the issue is they can't get a job there's a difference between getting a check in the mail and actually having placement of work. What do you do for seven and a half hours knowing for a fact that like, hey, like your bills would be paid like if you lived off base. But the thing is, they're not going to let you live on base. You went to the military thinking, hey, they're going to make sure that we're good. They give yeah. you this dream and they sell it to you of, hey, this is what we will give you and what we will offer you. But then when you go and you get back home, like you may have like family members who have left town you may have family members who have passed they're like military people who've been in there 15 20 years they come back their mom has passed away they sold the parents house or something like that so where, where can they go to different yeah like you you come back from overseas to iraq and this place and this place and you don't have anything so all you have is the money that they gave you when you literally touched back down and they said hey if you need anything just know you will get a check on the first and the 15th you will get that check, but you need to figure out life between, you know, here and there. The issue is how yeah. do you teach somebody who, honestly, they just have known that their life has pretty much been taken care of for 10, 15, 20 years in the military. The military gave them square meals. They gave them a place to sleep. They gave them, honestly, community. And you go from that to just going back to your hometown, and it's completely changed. Honestly, me living in D.C., it's been gentrified so much that, honestly, when we go into D.C., we don't even go to the same parts of the city that we used to go to. We go to the places where it's like, oh, like, it wasn't safe to go there, but it's the only place that we can go where we can find people that look like us. So imagine being a home, you know, someone from the military, you come back after 20 years of service, and then you go back to D.C., or you go back to Georgia, and 
the town you don't that you knew. It's not even street. the street is completely yeah. different. Yeah, it's not even a street anymore. Like, I, trust me, in like Maryland, for example, there are more like roundabouts and what do you call what do you call those weird? Tra- are they called traffic circles where you have to go all the way around in order to get to the oh, left? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you come in in the right lane, you got to go all the way around just to turn and make a left or right turn. I hate yeah. those fucking things. Like, I've talked to, like, people, like, the homeless people in our area, and they look at us in D.C. like, yo, this street was a, it was a two-way street. One way up, mm-hmm. one way down. And they turned it into a street where you have to go into a circle in order to get back to that same street, which they hate because it's like, okay, like, that's where they were trying to stop accidents from happening and stopping people from speeding. But you go from stopping people from speeding to having people go and run a red light because they didn't know that the light was for them and not for the little the side of the circle that was for them. But just tying it back in, though, with people who were just coming back home from the military and things like that, a lot of them aren't homeless. They have been placed in, like, homes, but they may have, like, four or five or six different roommates. But they have absolutely nothing to do during the day. So one of, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when you gave me this docket was exactly how can we go and like make things a little bit easier for them. So me living in D.C., I've always seen homeless people play like chess and checkers. So I was like, how about one day instead of people going out to the club and to the bar and stuff like this? And I'm including myself in this argument. How about we go? and sit with them on a Friday. Friday, five o'clock, it's kind of warm outside. Like right now today in DC, it's like perfect weather. It was like 76 degrees, which is like Mm -hmm. perfect for us. So how about going and, you know, even if you decide you want to take some alcohol, you get two Dixie cups, you give them a cup, you have a cup and y'all just play chess talk. And the reason why is because I've seen so many movies where you would see like a homeless person or a homeless community and the stories that they tell about the neighborhood, you learn so much more about it. And DC, for example, they have a news pe- a newspaper called Street Sense, where they em- they employ the homeless and give them a sense of work life balance, all while you know getting information about the city that we think we know, but they know it even more. Like yeah. they, they see the streets day and you know day in and day out. They you know they sleep in these streets. They walk around these streets. They venture in parts of the town that we normally wouldn't. So yeah, that's why they call it streets. And so for me, like I just want homeless people to know that they're you know they're appreciated and they are human. It just feels right. like we've kind of like lost our our identity when it comes to you know people who are not less fortunate than us, but just more so like we have had the luxuries we've had and they had them but they don't have them anymore if that makes any sense right and i think a lot of people uh become neglectful of not all their stories are the same like you don't know why they're homeless you don't know what Mm -hmm. happened to to behind why they are here why this is the result Uh, um a lot of times you might see on the news about, you know, some company or some church or whatever is giving out free food, free food giveaways, and then you'll see cars pull up because they heard from something that there was free food. Or you might see um, flyers around the exact place where they're offering free food. But you don't see people walking up. And to me... Nope the people that need that food are the people who need to walk up and so 
if I'm getting this information from the TV and the people that I'm seeing driving up to get this free food are in their vehicles, that means they probably heard it from the radio or they probably saw it on the TV. Where are where are the homeless people who don't know where their food is coming from going to get this information? I'll give you a funny story. So, you know, there are a lot of churches here in D.C. And, and when I say churches, there's, pl- there's like a network of churches. So what they do is you have people that have farms that live on the outside of like D.C. and they live in like Maryland and Virginia. People have these farms. And what they do is they go and they donate food to the churches. So they have farms, they have canned goods, they have a whole bunch of stuff that they had stocked away. So when this COVID thing kicked off, my grandmother would call me and she would say, hey, um, you know, my church is, you know, giving away groceries. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean they're giving away groceries? She's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you know, you can, you know, drive over here to the church between the hours of like nine and like noon. And you gotta make sure you get there early. You get there early and they'll give you a box of food. And I was like, wait, that's it? And she was like, yeah. Not only do you get a box of food, I'm telling you, they give you tuna. I'm not a fan of tuna, but I'm like, hey, if I can keep my pantry stocked for the winter, I'm going to have fucking canned tuna. They had canned yeah. spaghettios for kids. They get they had ve- actual vegetables. They gave like ground turkey, ground beef, steaks and shit. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And th- this is every week? So she's like, yeah, oh, every Thursday and Friday. But I was like, now, we didn't know about this during the whole COVID situation because most people at that time were going to, you know, they're going to school, they're going to work. Mm-hmm. But she said what they would do is they would give that to, you know, the homeless before. So it's like, so what happened now with COVID? And she said, well, you know, the homeless, they have organizations that give to them. So I asked, I was like, what are the organizations? So they said that there are like in a many areas, like, um, like the goodwill and stuff. So the church is kind of like disorganized away from the churches and they wanted to be able to give the homeless and less fortunate their own thing so they gave them housing as well as food but i'm like Mm. you realize if you don't you're not giving away the stuff that you readily could give away like the people who are driving up like i think like for me for example i'm just using me for an example i can Mm. go to the grocery store i'm completely inept of going into a store getting the food that i need the groceries i need and then bringing them home and bringing them to my fridge um i will say i w- was selfish a few times i was like okay i was between a check or two and i was like you know what i i, I don't have it yet so i'm you know i'm going to go to this church because i know i can get the box for free and it was just a, a crap shoot on what you can get like some weeks yeah you might just get spaghettios and box of you know boxes of mac and cheese you might get an onion and three tomatoes or something like that but the thing is I may do with that. So I'm like, just imagine if I can make do with that, how far that would go for someone who is homeless or less fortunate. And exactly. The only the only caveat that I actually kind of complained about was the fact that you had to have a car. Like you said earlier, you had to have a car to go to this situation. You had to go and be able to have your car, you know, you can pull up in a car, you open a trunk, and then they can you know, put it in your back seat or they can put it in your trunk and then you can pull on off. A homeless person can't just literally walk to a church because like I told you, it's a network of churches. What happens if you're in DC, but the churches that they're doing is are in like PG or they're in Laurel yeah. or something like that. Like a homeless person is not going to walk 42 miles to go get a box of food and then bring it or back even to wherever. How are they going to know? Yeah, and that's the thing. How do they know? 
it's always a thing of like how do you know like for me like I could definitely go tell you know someone who is less fortunate or homeless and say you know what hey there's you know there's a box that you can get from a church but it's like yeah you got the box but I can't go get it because I don't have four wheels like I, I don't have that now someone would say well why don't you give them your box they only give you one box and yeah. sure you can give the homeless person your box but it's a thing of can you give it to them because like some like homeless people and less fortunate are a little bit more proud about the things that they get which I respect I think I respect that more than anything else is the fact that they'll take a handout but at the same time like they know the difference between a handout where it's like you you're doing something good for them and you're doing it because you feel bad that you have it and they don't and there's a difference in that like if anybody kind of like understands what I'm saying like imagine you going and you go to a restaurant right you know for a fact you're a millionaire and you invite all your friends or you you know you just take your family out and you say you know what everybody's getting filet mignons and everybody's getting the the app you get the teasers for the appetizers and all this other stupid crazy shit but then you see the family beside you and they saved up for like three or four months and all they wanted was a fucking steak just one steak you know it, it feels a little bit different because you look at that table and it's like oh like they appreciate this because it's something that they don't get often versus you was like oh this is just you know we do this every thursday like it, it, it's in our plan it's in our agenda to do so when i see homeless people or people who are less fortunate and i'm trying to like make sure i like make the words correct when you see that it's like okay like if i hand them this box like are they going to appreciate the fact that i handed them this box of food or they're going to look at it like well the only reason you're giving it to me is because you, you feel like i need it because i caught you with it knowing that you didn't really need it to begin with and to me that's how i feel like if i were to walk past a homeless person with a box full of food i'm gonna be like yo like, i feel like a complete fucking dickhead like damn like i get it it's free and yes even though i need it i know for a fact i can afford to go get this from a store this could have gone to a homeless person or a less fortunate person but for me i went and did it any fucking way so i, I feel really like wrong even just saying it out loud it sounds like really fucked up but people like you know myself and others like we aren't thinking about that in the moment so maybe this is a good time where we have shows like this where we're talking about the less fortunate and the homeless because that's the one thing I haven't heard a lot of people talk about mm. so the fact that you brought it up I'm like oh like it, it's very profound to think about yeah it's just a time it's a time it's always a time but I feel like right now is the time where a lot of people who are homeless start to get more depressed um, start mm-hmm. to get more desperate and um, being that it's a whole COVID-19 situation um, they're more prone to sickness because the, the weather is changing the temperatures are dropping their needs are a lot more like I know you know I'm in my own house and I have an abundance of blankets and, and sheets do I need all of those blankets and sheets no but I know that they're there can I spare one? Yes. So what do I do? I have a quilt and I have a blanket and I have towels that I don't really want in my trunk. Why do I have them in my trunk? Because if I see anyone walking around um, this season or cold, I want to be able to go in my trunk and put it to the side. And if they want to walk over there and get it, they can walk over there and get it. Um, yeah. 
what I don't like that I'm not um, you know clueless about but I don't like when anyone who is in need or is homeless walks up to me when I'm with my kids yeah Mm-hmm. I don't like it, but I understand. Like, if someone that was in desperation, they see me with my kids, they would think, "Oh, she's a mom. She must have money. She must have like emergency money on her. Maybe she'll be more caring or compassionate about it." This yep. is me. I will tell them when I see that their eye contact has seen me and they're walking up. I said, "Please do not walk up to me." with my kids do not ask me for anything with my kids even if I have it I'm not going to put my kids somewhere and then come to you I'm not going to do it so don't yeah. walk up to me kids. I'm the same way about men who want to introduce themselves don't when you see me with my kids this is not the time I'm not going to engage with you I'm not going to get your number like this is Atlanta they kidnap kids all the time the version is what they do I'm not with it so there's always a time and a place but i think if we working people uh in touch with the news people um that have engagement and we know something it is nothing to write on a piece of paper and give it to them hey they're giving out food here today or they're um there's a shelter here nearby or just look it up on your phone it takes two seconds um or you can make posters or flyers for places that give free food um and shelter and just post it around that area so if they're walking by or take a rest on the bench they'll be able to see it and and go to the places i think there's always something that we can do um people who can work and get food out of grocery stores work and get your food out of grocery stores um i think it's very disgusting what states do like here in atlanta um permits are required to give meals to the homeless outdoors uh and the permits cost $50 each now if I wanted to feed the homeless as a group, it could be pizza, it could be um, packaged food, cooked food, sandwiches. I would have to pay $50 for this permit. And I don't know if this permit has an expiration date. I don't know how I would have to pay for this permit. I want to know what is this city doing with the money for the permits for people who want to feed the homeless? Because Absolutely. if that but if that permanent money is not going back into some type of fund to make sure that homeless people of the city have a home or have somewhere to stay for X amount of days, uh, maybe maybe it's 30 days. Maybe the turnaround can be 30 days. If that's not going towards that, what is this fee for? Yeah, that, because, that's why because- I'll- I just tell people to go to, you know, when they do donate and when they go and give back, um, donate to an intermediary. Uh, well, not donate to, but do not donate to an intermediary. Um, outside of the Goodwill, there are a lot of companies that portray themselves to be nonprofit organizations who they mm-hmm. pocket their money first and then they give what they can give after the cut. 
to yeah. the homeless and everything like that. They give those, what do you call it? I want to say that like paycheck subsidies where they say, you know what? Well, we know for a fact that you've done for us as homeless people. You, you showed up on time. We can go and give you a subsidy check. We can go and give you a $25 gift card to a grocery store. But it's like, yeah, you could do that. But how far is that $25 going when you know for a fact you could have given them 80 you could have given them what they wanted. That's why, you know, for me, um, when it comes to like donating to an intermediary, I'm like, your money will have more of an impact donated to the source of the work. So if you're not doing the work, or even if a nonprofit decides, you know what, we're going to give 85% because we know we have to take a couple, you know, we have to take something back for us as well. I'm full, I'm fully for that. But there's a difference between an 80 30 cut and it flips to a 38 where. The homeless see 30% and you are seeing 80% because you have to keep people on board to make sure that they can go and give the benefits to the homeless and the less fortunate, which is really fucked up to think about it. But I know in D.C. it's a lot of that where there are companies who say, hey, we are a nonprofit organization and we do, you know, we, we, we do food drives. And, you know, every Tuesday we can go and we can drive the, the ice cream truck to the end of this corner in this like this neighborhood that's already less fortunate and we can tell them hey like if you line up at 6 a.m we'll be there at 10 a.m and you go ahead and you line up we'll give you some food that should sustain you until next tuesday here's the issue though everybody goes to that fucking line i've literally driven like not through those lines but i've driven and seen those lines where you know first thing in the morning there's a line full of homeless people and they're all going just to get a bag of food yeah and it's like okay I appreciate the fact you gave them tomatoes and stuff like that but here's the thing they need a place to actually cook that stuff they need a place to actually go and store that stuff because you gave them food that will literally last outside of the refrigerator two days at the most Um, so when I like I've talked to homeless people and I'm like you know what I've come up with like not creative ideas because I'm sure someone else has thought about them but going to like these restaurants I know homeless people do it all the time but for them you know what I've heard it being called is like dumpster diving where at the end of the night after the kitchen closes and the restaurant closes they just go and just throw all that shit away I was like why don't you go to the restaurant oh go ahead how many restaurants throw away food when other countries have created public refrigerators for homeless um Mm -hmm. you know uh a container that can hold food for homeless because you know they're going to need it anyway if we're so focused on stopping famine or stopping disease or stopping Mm -hmm. um you know crime people need basics and when people cannot get the basics of what they need through lack of affordable housing, lack of, um, or unemployment, or poverty, or mental illness, or lack of um, needed services, or substance abuse, they're coming for people who they feel like have it. Without a question. And so my thing, why like, not provide go ahead. But why not provide it, though? Like, there are a lot of things that we, we don't provide because we feel as though, like, people know better and more importantly like they feel like if you wanted it you would go get it but the difference is what if you don't have it to go get it like you don't have the transportation to go get it you don't have the money to go buy it um i'll give you a perfect example when you go to the grocery store right 
you go to the grocery store and you go and get certain things. You get frozen foods. You're like, okay, I'm gonna store this fucking frozen frozen food. It can be in here six, eight months. As long as it's frozen, it's good. Like a lot of people have that mind frame. But then you go into the, you know, you go to the perimeter of the store. You know, for a fact, if you decided you're gonna go get carrots, those carrots only last you so long. You go and you right. buy a salad. Like, for example, I bought a salad last week. So last week was roughly what, like the the third, fourth, fifth of you know the month. I got the salad, and it was one of those the, the containers that is like five bucks from Safeway, but it's enough salad to last just one person, maybe like I'd say a lunch and dinner for the week. If you make your salad, add chicken to it, something like that. It's it's a week's worth of salad. The issue is I bought it on the fifth, and it told me that the salad expired on the tenth. So it's like, wait a minute, um. So this is literally five days worth of food, and what what happens on the tenth? So I asked the guy. I was like, "Wait a minute, is this going to be good past the tenth? He was like, "It will," but a lot of people they'll smell they'll smell like the fact that it's been sitting in their fridge or it's not like super fresh or pristine fresh. And I was like, "So what do you guys do? I don't care about what happens when it gets to my house. What do y'all yeah. do?" He was like, "Well, what we do is." We will go and we'll package it and say that it is done on the tenth. Like after the tenth, it's best buy. So everybody's like, "Oh, it's, it's the best buy," meaning like eat before. A lot of will taste go good. to the store early in the morning, um, mm-hmm. on like Fridays at the end of the week, and they'll buy their meat that day because it's like four dollars instead of eleven dollars. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But see, it, also when when it comes to meat and poultry and stuff like that, though. You have to know the butcher. Like for me, I know for a fact I can go. I can go to Whole Foods. I can go to Trader Joe's. I can go to Costco, and that cut of meat is going to be different than Safeway. I feel like Safeway, what they do is oh, I've learned our safe, schedule. Not safe, honey. <laughs> no, it is not safe. Honestly, that is the one place I've learned that I, I don't want to eat their steaks. I don't want to eat their meat. That the shit is disgusting. Like have I went and got me a. Piccadilly? Have you ever been I've in a Piccadilly? Oh my god, nope. it's it smells like it sounds. It you get to the parking lot and the parking lot is probably automatically fucked up. You mm-hmm. get to the door and it instantly smells like you're in someone's deep freezer that is melting because it hasn't been plugged in and all you have is meat. You can't, you can't enjoy going down none of the aisles to get anything else because all you smell is meat. I don't know why it stinks like that. And I don't know why people continuously to keep shopping there. And they're usually found in the hood. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. Like, if you're in, like, an area that, you know, either hasn't been gentrified or, like, you know for a fact you can just go to that store. There are markets that aren't big names they might be a mom and pop store and you're like oh you know what like i, I don't trust their food i don't trust this i don't trust that but i'm gonna go to it because i know the butcher I, I trust a lot of the local butchers but when it comes yeah. to like the big names like safely i don't fucking trust them because for them the same steak that you can get that one steak that's like 16 17 dollars you can go to the butcher and pretty much you could buy the whole fucking cow for 18 dollars you're like, wait a minute. Like, I got six steaks for 20 bucks versus I went to Safeway because it's the name you know and I can end up spending for one steak the same amount. That's why Whole Check or Whole Foods, when I go to them, yeah, I'm going to get a really thick cut of steak. Here's the difference, though. They purposely sell you whole cuts of steak 
that are like two inches thick because they figure you're eating for two, three people and you're going to cut that steak. But what if I just wanted a steak that day and I decided I'm going to go to Whole Foods? Yeah, I'm going to spend $28 on a steak and I got to make it mm-hmm. myself. The issue is after I've made that steak to the perfect temperature of medium, because I eat my steaks with, with a little bit of pink. I don't want them dead, but at the same time, I don't want them to be like alive. Like I, I, just don't, I, I don't want my shit to move. So I'll, I'll get a medium. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make my shit medium. Yeah. yeah, like when when I go to Whole Foods, I just want to make sure that like the cut of the meat is perfect. But just tying it back into homelessness, like I want people that are homeless to be able to you say they're not me. They can go into Whole Foods or go outside of Whole Foods at the end of the closing day and say, "Hey, um, is there a way somehow that I can go and get the the food that you were about to go and discard?" So I don't have to go and dumpster dive. I don't have to go and dive into the dumpster at three o'clock in the morning. I know for a fact you close at 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. I can stand there and say, you know what, you know me, I'm a, a regular person. I'm a human just like you are. I shouldn't have to go in and die for scraps that obviously the rats are gonna get into, the mice are gonna get into. Like, right. give me those things so I can sustain myself to do the things that I need to possibly do. And right. it's just so weird because grocery, you would think grocery stores are like the number one, the top of the list that they would say, you know what? There should be a less fortunate hour. They have the senior citizen hour. They have the, the the first responders. But what about for homeless people? You know, you just say, hey, it's truck day. We know for a fact we're getting more poultry. We're getting more meat. Mm-hmm. We're getting more groceries, more frozen food, shit like that. How about you give them an hour to say, you know what? Hey, I, I get it. You're homeless. How about, you know, if you need to use the microwave or if you need to use one of our ovens, if you need to go and cook your food or, you know, you want you just want to get a fucking slice of pizza, like, this is your time to do it. We are we are the only place I know that not only doesn't do that, it has never been considered. So maybe it's something that it needs to be considered, but someone actually needs to put that forth in action because I've never seen it in any country, any continent I've ever been to. I've never seen them treat homeless people where they treat them like first responders. Because honestly, homeless people to me are first responders. They're the first ones to see everything. They honestly, yeah. I don't say not only do they keep the neighborhood safe, like, I've seen homeless people who will live, they're like the neighborhood watch. Like, they could tell you, hey, um, that, that little girl that, you know, there was a guy that was looking at them. Like, homeless people mm-hmm. have stopped sex trafficking. They have stopped crimes that have happened in a neighborhood because they were the first ones to see it. More importantly, I feel like they protect the environment that they're in, in the open. Like, they don't want to be in a neighborhood with somebody just walking around with a gun and trying to break into houses and rob people. Yeah. So what do they do? They, they would protect your neighborhood which is also their neighborhood but at the same time they have a sense of respect because even though they don't have four walls to protect them they definitely have the community that will take care of them and that is like to me the most like beautiful thing when it comes to it but we i think we talked way too much because we got way too many voicemails at this point hey guys what's going on bro bro here enjoying the cast so far i've got a question for you Do you look at black homeless people and white homeless people differently? I find myself uh, not caring too much about white homeless people because I feel like the world is set up for them to win and, you know, they kind of squander that away. So um, I noticed that I'm a little bit partial. Do you find this to be true or, you know, what's your thoughts? It's interesting. You want to go first or you want to... I'll, I'll go first. I uh, I think that has to do with 
your experiences and your environment and what you've seen. I haven't always lived somewhere where it was predominantly black people. I haven't always lived somewhere where it's predominantly white people or um, Middle Eastern or Asian. I've been around all ethnicities. So to me, when someone is homeless, I don't, I don't think about their skin color and them being homeless. I think about what I've seen. And me living in New York for like six plus years, I've seen repeated homeless people come on the train early in the morning, um, have a child in a stroller, wait till we like two minutes in on the ride, start asking everybody on the car for anything they have. If you think about it, let's say the whole train is about 12 cars, right? Let's say seven people on that on each car that train gives this homeless person one dollar within an hour he can go from car to car in that train there are working people with with apartments cars bills debt that don't even make that much money per hour so the homeless people in new york quote unquote if they're homeless make way more money than the people who are clocking in and getting that money taxed. And I've mm-hmm. seen them with wads of cash and I've seen them at the end of the day get off that six train, meet up with the next person that's been on the other train and count their money in stacks. So mm-hmm. for me seeing that and then coming back to Georgia and seeing all different cultures be homeless, color is like the last thing on my mind. To me it's like, okay, Whatever they did in life got them here in this predicament. What can I give them that's not money? And that's what I do. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I'm about to go in on this one. So please forgive me. Anybody who has ever been homeless or feels like, you know, I'm about to say something offensive. I am. Um, So (sighs) black versus white homelessness. Um, Basically, do I see them differently? Um, I I judge, more importantly, I judge homeless people who are my color who don't take care of their appearance like when I say that I absolutely mean that someone's gonna say oh well that's really fucked up Greg I'm like there's an opportunity to fix your appearance as a homeless person someone will say oh they don't have a shower they don't have this and they don't have that I'm like there's a difference between not having and completely just making yourself to not be presentable in your homelessness and it's definitely a possibility that you can change it so in D.C. There are homeless people who, you're like, okay, they're homeless, but they're trying. Like, y- you can tell that they're purposely going and, and trying to- Let me watch your car. Their, uh, Let me do this for you, like. Yeah, okay. they're making the best out of a, a bad situation. But then you have the other flip of that coin, which are people who completely refuse for the sake of looking homeless to get money. Now, someone's going to mm-hmm. say, what do you mean looking homeless to get money? When I say this, then, when I say this, someone's gonna someone's gonna be really offended by the way I say it, but they know for a fact they've been in a situation like this. And they're like, well, that actually kind of makes sense. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you've been on a train, when you've been on a bus, or when you've walked past an area where there's a homeless person and even, there was like a certain stench, a certain smell, and you're like, there's no fucking way that them being who they are. Not only do they not know how they smell, 
they are in an area where they are the only person that smells like that. There was a guy mm-hmm. that every day on the, the way to work, I sat in the first car going to work every single day. So I would go and sit in the first car and who was on the train every single day? But he was passed out drunk, pissy drunk. But the thing is, he would get drunk and fall on, you know, fall asleep on the train at night. So he would still be on the train from when it was closed between like two o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the morning. He would get on the last train and they couldn't tell him anything because they're like, he's homeless. He just might need a place to sleep. Here's the bad part about that. They would clean around him, but the smell was still there. So imagine a drunk, pissy person sleep on a train from two o'clock to six o'clock in the morning when people are starting to go to work. People going to work and what they smell is a train car full of just piss. It, it smells like Listen, absolute piss. If you are in New York and you see an empty train car and you see one person, there is a reason. Exactly. So when I say that, I'm not being derogatory. Like it for me, it's, it's always my people, which it really fucks me up. There, there are a few white people who do it, but I'm just critiquing the people that I know that the people that I can relate to. I've seen a lot of black men, not black women. I've seen a lot of black men who are homeless and they they pretty much given up. They say, you know what? I'm homeless. I'm going to deal with this shit, but they will definitely take the money that you give them. But the issue is I can't and I won't go give you money if I can't approach you to hand it to you. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to reach in my pocket. I'm going to give you my hard earned money and you just completely, I'm going to see you in two days. I'm going to see you in two days. You're still going to smell like piss. You are still smell like alcohol. You smell like you, you know, you have needle marks in your arms and shit like that. More importantly, I've, I've seen homeless people take shits on the trains that most people see. I've seen this shit. Like, I've seen homeless men do this stuff. That's why I don't sit, like, when when it comes to public transportation, like, I know what trains to sit on and what trains not to sit on. I know when I go to New York, I don't even sit down. I just stand up at this point. So, for me, it's, it's not even about a homeless thing. It's just more so, like, I just know there are certain vile, disgusting things. I just honestly, if I've seen it, I don't want to be the person that sat in it in the future. So, that's my take when it comes to, like, my fellow Blacks when we, like, people are homeless or, you know, in need of like some type of care there are people who do need care and it's honestly people who have given up then we got the white people um I, I i learned this from one of my co-workers and i didn't know that this was a thing until i realized like white privilege is definitely a thing so this white per- this white co-worker that i worked with wasn't homeless at all but he was the co-worker that what he would do is on his lunch break he would go for a five mile run now mind you someone would say okay wait a minute a five mile run an hour lunch break how, how does that even out right but he was a power so he was like higher like you know in the hierarchy of the office so he would go yeah. go on a five mile run and then go and lay out in the park that was right across the street from my office and just lay out he would take an hour I, I, I couldn't lie about these things couldn't lie about it at all so he would go and lay out in the park. Now, mind you, notice what I just said. He would go on a five-mile run, which means you know he smells. Go on a five-mile run and then just go lay in the grass. Because D.C.'s grass, it's like, it's kind of regulated. So there's only certain grass you can just walk your dog in and stuff like that. So he would go, yeah. go on a five-mile run and then just go take a, you know, go take a sit down and lay in the grass. So he would go and get like a coffee cup from like Starbucks or something like that. He would drink his coffee and they just lay out for an hour so people would get like the idea of him being homeless because they would see a cup and they would see a dude right. just like passed out so i 
asked him, I was like, yo, how much, like, how much do you do this? And he says, he was like, oh, I do it every day. He's like, I go and run. He's like, I was kind of confused for a moment because I would wake up and there would just be like dollar bills and change in the cup. And I was like, because they think you're homeless. Like, and I was like, you're white. So they're just like, okay, like we can help him. Like he shouldn't be in this position, right? So I asked him, I was like, okay, do, do this test. So he did this test for a week. Do you know, he came out with $3,000 in a week. In a week. See, especially for tourists. Tourists that don't even experience the amount of homeless that they do in a major city. And they go to a major city and they see them. They giving them everything mm-hmm. they got. No, it, it's crazy to even think about that. And it's not me being derogatory to homeless people. And I don't want to equate homeless people to my coworker. I just know that... Mm-hmm. What I saw was what I saw. He yes, didn't portray, he didn't portray being a homeless guy. He just knew for a fact he was a guy that was so privileged that he was, you know, a white person that he might smell a little bit funny, but he can literally lay down in a park with a Starbucks coffee cup that's empty and they will put money in it. I'm more Not appalled the, by the will go on these runs, Greg. Lay in mm-hmm. grass, Greg. And then bring his mm-hmm. nasty ass back. Oh, absolutely. Well, according to him, he hated his family. Like, you know, he hated his wife and all that stuff. So what he would do was he would come in late. So he would come in at 10. But the thing is, he would bike into work. He's one of those, I bike into work. That's why I have to be there at 10 o'clock. But then everybody leaves at 530. After he go on lunch, like... So here's his thing. So what he would do, he's one of those, like, those advocates for Starbucks. He would come into work in the morning. He would bike to work, but he would stop at Starbucks get a coffee and then he would walk the you know the bike from starbucks across the street to the office but then he would go and spend 30 minutes showering and everything like that because he just biked to work now he lived in virginia so imagine coming from virginia to dc that's maybe like a a drive is maybe 15 20 maybe 30 minutes so a bike is it has to be 45 minutes to an hour so he would bike an hour and then after he would bike for an hour he would come into work late, he'd get his coffee and everything like that. Then he would do his work. But he worked and then he would go to lunch. So he'd go to lunch around like two o'clock. So from two o'clock to four o'clock was technically his lunch break. But then he would work until eight, nine o'clock at night. And then yeah, this was his schedule. His schedule was that. So then he would get off at eight o'clock and then he would go get himself dinner. And then he would get on the metro because at this point, you know, he has a shower in our offices and stuff like that. So he would go shower and after he got in the shower he just go on home and then he repeat the same shit the next day but the thing is for him though he parked his car in the office which is really crazy to us because we were all sitting there like wait how do you, you have a car and he didn't one thing about white people is like you might think they have money because of their like jobs i'm like no he drove a toyota camry from like 1997 he didn't give a fuck yeah, about they- the car efficient ways to spend their money or not have to spend money exactly and he when i say he made bank you know you have to make bank when you average spending about 180 200 a week at starbucks i was like wait we get we get starbucks and I, you know most companies they give you starbucks at the office but he was one of those where the coffee's not as strong as it would be if i walked to starbucks I'm like it's the same fucking co- starbucks built the machine and brought it in here so you can make coffee for free in here and he's like nah like sometimes i just need to walk it, it's a, yeah it's crazy 
So, you know, let, let's get some more of these voicemails because I don't want to take too long on that. So. Hey, what's up, y'all? Love y'all. Um, Let me guess. Y'all talking about Audi. Y'all talking about Audi, right? Who's <laughs> Audi? <laughs> you got a sous vide that joint, Greg. Got to put you up on game, baby. You got to sous vide that motherfucker. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking about a topic that I'm pretty aware of. I actually work for a food bank. They can actually do that. Okay. They're actually food banks like that. You, I, I don't work for a food bank. I work for a food distribution center here in Seattle. It's like the resources are here. It's just how to get to people. Like a lot of it's like the I, once again, I don't know where you, I know. Um, Shannon's in Atlanta and Gray, I don't know where yet, but I'm telling you, you go to some areas like it's very liberal, they have great resources. Great resources. This all can be better, but it's no reason anyone should go without here in America. Period. We have right. enough resources. But I know society and the culture that we have try to make shit look scarce. But we'll talk about it. The good conversation, y'all. Good conversation. Thank you. Greg, man, you're talking about come to Seattle, player. I'm telling you, if you want to see it, come to Seattle, Washington. Hmm. Oh, see. I wouldn't that, but no, that's why I won't go back to. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That, that's honestly that's why. Like San Francisco, I had all these lofty ideas of what the fuck San Francisco looked like and what San Francisco yeah. was as a place. And then I actually got there. I went to San Francisco. I'm thinking the Full House TV show. I'm thinking it's going to be a whole bunch of hilly ass mountains and parallel parking. And um, bro, like, I, I get off the airplane and there's homeless people at the airport. And I was like, okay, they ain't got nowhere to be. So why the fuck are they here, right? So there's that. Then, and that, that's not to be shady. I'm just more so it's like, okay, like, are they here? Like, how it would be like when I went to Cabo? When I went to Cabo, there were people who were just like, hey, We'll give you a taxi ride anywhere, but a lot of that shit was scammed. So when you get to San uh, San Francisco, you like you get there in the airport. There's homeless people, but it's like that's the only place that they can go where they know they're guaranteed to get some money at that point, right? Because they can't get it in you know inner city because San Francisco has a really huge population of homeless people. So a lot of them hang out at the airport. So I'm sitting there. I was like, wait a minute, like where's san francisco making their money for homeless people and the thing is they have all these like you know benefits and accounts for homeless people to go and do things but the issue is when your populace is so huge for the homeless community those like the food banks and stuff like that they're like yo like we're trying our best to give them things the issue is the money and the funding isn't completely there if you've been funding homelessness you know, not homelessness, but like, you know, people who are less fortunate, you've been funding them for five, 10, 15 years. You're doing that, but eventually you lose money, especially in like the San Francisco, Palo Alto area. Eventually it goes from you're doing this every week and you're starting to lose revenue. And more importantly, like that nonprofit at some point has to make a profit. DC and this like Seattle. It has to be a set. It has to be like a group set up to. How are we going to get all of these people back on their feet to do for themselves? You can't keep feeding somebody, not teaching them how to feed themselves. Yeah. Or even having the resources there for them to afford to be 
back into society and sustain. Yeah. I just I, I want people to understand like what you and I are talking about like it's not being derogatory it's not like offending homeless people trust me we, we've talked about the pros and the cons when it comes to it it just hurts mm-hmm. knowing that like there, there are a lot of people who don't know the ways and the efforts that it takes to actually fund and feed the homeless and the less fortunate um, but it has to be something that is met it, it can't be something where I continuously give 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 and I can't do it every single day. Because um, I used right. I used to personally get offended when, you know, a homeless person would ask me, be like, hey, do you have a dollar? Do you have some change? And I would give them what I had because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm in a good mood. You know, I got $5 in my pocket. I'm going to go ahead and give them this $5. I felt like I did the greatest fucking thing on planet Earth. And then the next day, yeah. they're there again. It's like, wait a minute. Like, do you not remember me? Like, I was the person who gave you $5 last, you know, yesterday or last week, whatever it is. And for them, they don't see you as a person. They see you as a donation. And that's, again, not to be derogatory. It's more so it's like, how am I supposed to remember your face when I literally am in an area or a part of town where all I see is faces? I don't see names. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that like me and my family are good. So I had to kind of like come out of myself and stop trying to get thanks for things that are just something that's obvious. It's like, you're just trying to be a good person. Now, and, you know, yeah. like I said the flip of the coin. The flip of the coin is you could be a good person, but you can also be scammed by people who are, you know, they're not even homeless. Like I told you, they could be panhandlers, and there are a lot of those in DC. Um, there are a lot for of those. Sure. I, I'm talking in, in DC for me. I've seen it, and it actually. That I think that's another thing that's kind of rubbed me the wrong way lately is because in DC, these people aren't homeless. They don't, you know, they don't have the typical the sign is standing in the middle of a four-lane highway or something like that they are just literally just walking around they have nothing better to do with their day they don't want to work but they are some of the best dressed motherfuckers in the world however you can't say anything you no 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 bullshit like but you can't say anything to them because it's like they're like what if they were just you know what if they just became homeless last week right or you know just because they have on nice clothes that just means they take care of themselves as a homeless person but they can still be homeless i thought that as well until there was you know the guy that I ran into that just sits out in front of our office right so I didn't realize that he was he's not a panhandler but he's also not homeless what he does is that's his front for his drug dealing and I was like wait get hold on some shit just didn't make sense to me I was like wait a minute he's not a panhandler because nobody gonna bother you exactly but here's the thing everybody knows he does it the reason why is because he's the only homeless person he'll walk up to somebody coming out of my office building and he was like hey do you have any change but the thing is he never asked for like you know hey do you have some change or do you have a dollar it's it's always a specific amount it's always like do you have two dollars <laughs> do you have three dollars uh, and, and when, he, when he doesn't ask for specific money he always asks for some shit that it's like yo there's no fucking way you just ask me for that like He's asked people who are coming from Starbucks, like they're in their way, you know, on their way to Starbucks or they're coming back from Starbucks. And he was like, well, you could have taken yeah. me with you. Wait, what? What? Nigga? Like, oh, yeah, the audacity. like, not only did you say, could you go with me? Like, there's some days he's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll hold the door for you. And that that's the uh, that's a whole nother tier when you have the people who do the things that you could do readily for yourself and expect things. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I had to get out of the habit in DC of saying, you know, I'll see what I can do. That's my my cue of I ain't got it. And instead of me saying, you know what, I don't have any money for you, I'll say, I'll see what happens when I come out of the store. Because sometimes, you know what, I'll go and I'll like swipe my card and it says, do you want cash back? And then sometimes I'll say, mm-hmm. you know what, give me $5 and I'll give it to a homeless person. But most of the times, honestly, I'm going there, I'm getting what I'm going to get and I'm going to leave out. And then when I walk out, I have that look of disgust, like I said something wrong. And it's like, hey, man, I ain't got it. I'm sorry. You know, I only had cash. But I could have said that on the way in there. So, you know, that, that's on me. But the dudes that when I, drug dealers just... Oh, go ahead. When I worked in sales um, for this uh, this uh, tech company, uh, there's homeless people that weren't like, oh, my God somebody's coming like homeless but like you can tell like you're coming here because you know all the corporate people come here for their breakfast and I would use I would use the fact that I didn't need this breakfast but I have the money to buy this breakfast and I would use them to not gain that extra weight and I'd be like hey if you would like something to eat come in here and order it and I'll pay for it and I would be like okay I'm not getting breakfast but somebody else got breakfast because I can do without that. And I think we have to figure out a way where we don't trash or uh, pick on the homeless, but instead mm. of like sitting at home and, and, and focusing on all our wants, we can like volunteer somewhere or we can research the people in our communities and politics that are actually helping the homeless. I didn't hear nobody politically say anything about what they're doing for homeless issues um, in major cities Uh, we can do our best to respect the homeless people because they're probably like you said watching your house more than you Um, we can actually reach out to them and treat them as human beings because that's what they are we can give them time not money you know they're in that predicament because they probably suck at handling money in the first thing first place that's not their forte maybe there's you know ways we can teach them to better handle money maybe they were two checks away from paying their bills and they just got behind right now unemployment there's a lot more people that are homeless with children and sometimes the benefit when you're homeless with children is you being a single mother with children and you're homeless because you can get into a woman's shelter they'll keep you longer because you have kids but let you be a man i feel like it's harder for homeless men to get in somewhere and be able to stay there a longer time period because they feel as though oh this is only 24 hours you need to be out in the morning because we have another set of people that need to come whereas women and a woman's shelter you can probably stay there longer I remember remember when my mom uh, left my dad and after she had her second stroke and she got out the hospital, we lived in a woman's shelter for a long time in Baltimore. And she would, uh, she would work at the women's shelter and she would like clean their apartments for other uh, women that will come in with mm-hmm. kids. And she would like gather like all the toys that were donated and gifts and like separate them for the family so the kids will have a Christmas every year until she got on um, Section 8 and she found an apartment in Laurel and that was like our first apartment and I remember the social worker 
bringing her her first TV for the apartment and we had no beds and we were just in the apartment sleeping on the floor and then she had to figure out a way to make money and she babysat at home because what do you do when you have young kids and you need to go out for work and you've never you never had a resume where you went out for work you always work for yourself so she started babysitting kids at the and it's kind of like my mom needed someone to give her a chance to put her in a place to work for herself to get in the habit of doing for herself so she can do for herself and I think uh, when people see homeless people and they just give them money for her they feel like they threw them something that they wouldn't have had in the first place they feel like they're doing something where you're really not putting a debt in anything because if I have a bill that's due today now and I don't have any job by next month guess what that same bill is due next month on today. Say, what am exactly. I going to do? I'm, I'm still in need. So um, there has to be a plan on how we can get people from not being on our streets, being homeless, um, possibly spreading diseases, possibly, um, you know, in front of schools or at parks where you would want your kid to enjoy the park here in Atlanta. Uh, there's a nice park, Grant Park, um, near the zoo, and you really can't take your kids there because there's so many homeless people in the in the mm-hmm. park. It's because you know, I feel uncomfortable with my kids being around homeless people. It's because mm-hmm. my kids are too my kids are too friendly not to know that you cannot approach this person because of this. Exactly. Uh, oh. And I don't oh, want. See. I don't. I don't want to feel like I, I have to go to the park with my gun to feel comfortable with my kids so they can be at a park either. Oh, no, you definitely have to carry your gun because sometimes a motherfucker just needs to get shot, period. That At the end of the day, it, it is what it is. Um, I know for a fact that Q, um, you, you know Q, so he... Um, and as I'm saying this, he's actually in the goddamn chat. I hope he doesn't leave this voicemail. So, <laughs> one night... So, one night... Q and I decided that we were going to go to Adams Morgan, which is a, a famous part of D.C. where it's like a lot of bars, a lot of, you know, j- just fun. So you can go and have fun and everything like that. But they also have something called jumbo slice pizzas. So for $5, you can get a jumbo slice pizza. It, it's honestly, it's the size of the box of pizza, but it's fucking delicious. So you go and get this jumbo slice of pizza, and it's usually like your drunk food before you go home. The issue is there were there are homeless people in Adams Morgan as well. So there was a homeless guy who approached Q and said something to the effect of, "Hey, you know, would you mind buying me a slice of pizza? I'm I'm kind of hungry." And Q said, "No, I literally just spent my last either at the bar and then I had you know some money left over for pizza and I don't get paid until tomorrow." This is Q's exact words. So the homeless guy took that as offense because. Q wouldn't give him like his pizza and let, let's just say it involved glasses a street corner police officers and there was a lot um, I'm, I'm hoping I hope and pray that Q is actually you know let, hold on we, we do have a voice email now that I think about let's hello Greg I'm here and Chan <laughs> love you boo what's up yeah Looking forward to hearing the rest of your conversation. Oh, see, see, look at that. So now, now, now that I know Q is here, I can tell the whole story. 
So, so basically, <laughs> the, the 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 homeless person, and this isn't to be derogatory towards homeless people. Basically, the guy I asked Q for the pizza, and Q says, "You know what? I, I don't have it." So the homeless person, and then in turn, decided to reach into Q's box with the jumbo slice pizza and took pepperoni like he picked pepperonis off of Q's pizza as he and I are talking but Q had the box open right and th- this this led to Q saying yo what the fuck is going on here like the, like I told you like I-, I don't have it but the homeless guy was like yo I guess he was really like he really wanted this pizza and Q basically he, he and the homeless guy ended up in a fight and only to find out yeah, yeah they, they ended up in a fight only to find out like obviously the homeless guy was wrong in this regard because like regardless of what part of town you are you're still considered a civilian and you are considered to be a resident of like the district or the city or the town that you're in so they know they know that there's like there's two different homeless communities there's the homeless community that wants to do better and then they're like the antagonistic like homeless community dc has both but the difference with DC is they have a lot of the antagonistic homeless community where they do things and there's no consequence to it because like they they know that they want to probably go to jail or they know importantly like they can just do it and it's not going to be a consequence to it. So he reached into Q's pizza box, took the pepperonis off the pizza, and the police officer saw him do it. Mm. And Q told him, Q, Q told him he's like, yo, like. I don't have any more money. He was like, at that point, you might as well have the pizza. And the dude said something to him. He was like, well, if you would have just given it to me the first time, we wouldn't have had to go through this. Uh, and Q was like, wait, what the? F-? He was like, wait, what just happened? Oh, right yeah. Q was, Q was, honestly, I've never seen Q more confused. He was like, there's no fucking way. He, not only did he reach into my pizza, but he told me, he was yeah. like, you, you should just give it to me anyway. So Q, and him, Q hands me his glasses. This is where the glasses come in. Hands me the glasses. He was like, yo, like, I can't go out like that. So him and the dude end up squaring up over this slice of pizza and the pepperonis, and they end up fighting um, to the point where there were police officers that were standing like six, maybe eight feet away. They watched the entire fucking thing from the pizza situation to the fact that they were getting into a fight. They ended up arresting the homeless guy, and they said, you know what, you've been doing this, but the thing is, you're making a bad representative of the homeless community in dc because like there are good homeless people when i say that i mean that they're like homeless people who they look out for the community to make sure that they do good by the community more important like they're just good people and then you have people like that person who is just like yo like i'm, I'm gonna do what i want because there's no consequence and those type of people are what kind of scares people into opening up their wallets or pulling out their purse in front of them and saying hey you know i'll give you what i have because we've seen it like Q's seen it I've seen it where there's been a lady or a guy who pull out their wallets and it's not actually a homeless person or a person that's in need it's just a person who's a jack boy which you know we call them that here just jack boys who they'll literally just go they act like they're homeless they act like they need money and you decide you know what? I'm going to donate to them they will snatch your wallet and run you've never seen your wallet travel faster than somebody who stole it and more importantly you know that they're a track star i've seen people get their wallets snatched and by the time they actually acknowledge the fact that it's not in their hand anymore that person is like a street light up um so that's not to like make it seem like it's bad like all homeless people are bad because they're not 
but there are definitely situations where you just know there are rules like you are a person that can go and help and donate to homeless people but me personally my number one rule is if it's not like tangible cash that you just had laying in your your back pocket or you know it's in your like on your person where you say you know what I do have, you know, I closed my tab at a bar or I went to a restaurant, got some food. And you know what? I have five or ten dollars in my pocket, but I don't have to go digging for it. Yeah, I'll go and take that out and give it to a homeless person. My number one rule, do that. Don't go into your purse. Don't go and grab your wallet and say, don't show. Right. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't do this anywhere else. You wouldn't go and say, you know, what? I'm going to take my wallet out and just hand it to somebody, you know, and just let see, you know, people know I have 11 fucking credit cards. And the next thing you know, I'm giving them cash and take the entire fucking wallet. Now I'm asked out. So th- there's definitely that, but you know, in the same turn, you know, in same like flip of the coin, there are like not just homeless people, but people who are like less fortunate that hate that stigma. They don't want that stigma because in DC, like our community is a little bit weird when it comes to homelessness. You never know what you're gonna get. Like you don't yeah. know if that person is actually homeless or they just might have a drug addiction or. They just honestly, they're just out and about. Like, they might just be drunk and, you know, they're like, you know what? I'm gonna just, you know, I'm already drunk. I smell like alcohol. Let me just go ahead and just go to U Street. And U Street is one of those places where people just honestly are drunk and they can just, you know, they'll have their hand out and people will hand them money. So mm. you just have to, at least here in DC, you have to be really mindful of that. Um, I don't yeah. know how it is anywhere else, but I know for a fact that's the, definitely a thing in DC. The people that, mostly I feel like get forgotten are the people that have mental illness I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the communities um, people that have homes that know of oh that's um, such and such the lady that always be on such and such avenue oh she has a mental illness and then something happens with someone who doesn't know her and then the police are called and I don't I feel like the police are trained to have a certain code that's supposed to be called if someone has suffered from some mental illness, but lately they've just been killing them. Lately they've just been aggressively uh, going at them and it's ending up where that person loses their life. And I feel like when we when, there should be some type of resource or, or number you call when you know that there's someone just like if you see a stray dog you see a stray animal that keeps coming around here or a cat you know there's a number that you call for someone to come find that animal and take that animal to uh, a facility where somebody can uh, uh, adopt that animal and then if they don't adopt that animal then other things happen to the animal I'm not saying that homeless people who have an illness should be treated like animals but it should be um, some type of resource where uh, someone that works under a government organization can come in that area and possibly assist with this person because sometimes they can get delirious where they might walk out into the street and get hit by a car sometimes Mm -hmm. um, they can do things to harm themselves if they're having some type of man and I think the only way that people like you and I can help someone in the uh, that is homeless or 
might suffer from a mental illness or just in need and don't have the necessities is to know where to go. So for Atlanta, there's um, a website that's www.homelessshelterdirectory.org where Mm -hmm. if you want to take posters and post them up around your neighborhood, you can post that up with the address so um, someone who is homeless knows where to go. There's www.acsatl.org. For DC, there's dcist.com. Um, so you can volunteer to help the homeless. There's uh, www.sum.org slash volunteer to help the homeless. There's Miriamskitchen.org. I don't know if yep. you're familiar with that. Oh, DC. yeah, Madam's Kitchen, yeah. Yeah, so there's like so many things that we can do instead of passing them or rolling up our window or or feeling irritated if they are like sitting outside like what would you do if you were in need I couldn't you're gonna do things if you were in need that's what you would do you would be near a yeah. store you would be near the, where there was food you would go in a park where you can be at peace and there's not a whole bunch of cars driving by uh, what would you do if you had to keep an eye on your on all the things that you ever had all day you would keep it in a cart or in something where you can carry it like it's it's common sense on why they have these things it's common sense on why they don't smell right it's common sense on how irritated you would be if you haven't had a shower in nine days mm-hmm. and and clean water to drink and you haven't washed your face or you don't even know what your face looks like because you haven't been in front of a mirror it's common sense to be mm-hmm. irritated when you haven't gotten good sleep in like three weeks. So um, just remember that there are human beings. They're out here. If you have clothes that you really don't need, put it in your trunk. Put it in the back. If you have pillows um, that can be used, um, you can put a pillowcase over it. And you can put it in your trunk. If you have blankets that have been used that you can give away, put it in your trunk. And if you see somebody in need, just put it to the side of the road. If you see someone um, with kids, make sure that they're clean, wash them, give it to them or donate it or take it to, um, I don't even like taking it to places like a Goodwill or a thrift because you physically would have to have money to go in there and buy those things. They're not giving it away Mm -hmm. for free. So I just try to, whenever I see someone in need, try to pull over real quick especially if I don't have my kids because I do not do this when I have my kids Um, and I try to do whatever I can do to give someone something that makes them feel more human like you feel way more comfortable in clean clothes you feel way more comfortable when you're dry when you're warm all of that so I try to keep that in consideration and the reason why I made this episode and I wanted to do this episode with you because we can talk about what's happening all day. We can talk about what we don't like, about what's not right. We can talk about how we need a vacation. But I, I, there's always the forgotten about. And the forgotten about, to me, is the homeless. Yeah. I mean, even just like to make it completely transparent as well, like the homeless aren't sitting here like attempting. And more importantly, they don't listen to like podcasts. But I'm sure yeah. 
that's probably just me being like ignorant about it. You never know. They might actually listen to this stuff. And they're like, you know what? I hear a lot of podcasts about all the stuff that's happening on social media and this and this and this. But like, what happens to like us? Like, there's nothing for us. There's no avenue for us. We feel like not less fortunate, but they feel underappreciated, undervalued because they are seen as like, you know, second class citizens when it comes to their own neighborhoods like a lot of these people that are homeless in your neighborhoods notice i said your neighborhoods now um that wasn't always your neighborhood a lot of those people that are homeless they were born and raised in those areas that's why they still stay in those areas it's not that they can't afford to live there it's because they've been priced out gentrification literally it's ruined a lot of here in dc a lot of homes that you know when people's parents passed away and stuff like that they yeah. moved out of that neighborhood, but they never actually moved out of the neighborhood. They just, you know, they lost out on money and they said, you know what, we're going to, you know, you know, either had a drug addiction, military, like we talked about before, or honestly, like, that's all they know is their neighborhood. And they've run through their last, but they don't want to leave because they're indoctrinated in the community. Like, your grandparents, they knew their community. Your parents know their community. More importantly, like, you think homeless people don't as well? Like, they're probably, they know more about the value of your home than you do. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, okay, like, homeless people, I don't see them breaking into homes. I don't see them doing anything like that. I I see them protecting it more than anything else. Um, So when it comes to, for me, like, my little effort that I plan on doing for homeless people more is doing more than just, hey, like, do, do you need hats, gloves, and shoes, and things like that? Like, you know, I, I want to make a, a conscious effort to be a better person to them because I feel like they have, for the most part, done a lot for our community. Yeah, like we talked about, there's panhandlers and people who are, you know, that that aren't of the same, you know, cut from the same cloth. But there are a lot of people who are in need, but they have no avenue of actually talking. So the fact that you, you've listed out so many sites and so many like companies, organizations that help, like that helps even our listeners right now who they might not know. Like, okay, Atlanta and DC, they're heavily populated with like the homeless community, but they might not even know yeah. their own towns, their own like townships. They might have a homeless community that they drive past every day. And just because they only see one person standing at a street light or something like that, they think, oh, that's the only homeless person. You don't know. It might be them today, but it could be five more people tomorrow, and you never know. So you want to try to, like, not only know your community, but know the people that are protecting it. Because a lot of the people that are protecting your livelihood and your neighborhood aren't the people in the squad cars. They're the people who you look at every day and discuss because while you're on your way to work, they are doing the same things they did yesterday not because they want to it's because they have no other option hmm facts but that's all I wanted to chat yeah. about you know might not be our yeah. regular regular four or five six hours but um I just hope that um people are just more aware of it um for this season going into the new year and uh just not blinded by their personal problems because I feel like that just creates more issues when you're blinded by your personal problems. We always hear that the poor eats the rich, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like we can balance it out by um, just being aware. Absolutely. So I, I, we can do like a, a brief, like not a and a but more so we'll just listen to the people's like messages. We only have two right now. We can play those and then we can get up out of here. 
Or they will jump in front of your car and, and make them run over you. Oh, yeah. That too. Okay, like, that does happen. Yeah. That definitely happens. Yo, sister and brother, how y'all doing? Listen, the world struggles from a form of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I can't. If you got, if you're hating on somebody and can't show love, you can't hug your neighbor. That's a form of mental illness to me. Um, that's my perspective, though, right? I mean, Thanks. I'm from the city too, Greg. I'm from DC, mm-hmm. Lee Joy Park, Northwest, Howard mm-hmm. University. Shout out. Um, but yeah, you know, DC is is a vicious cycle of like, in, especially in certain areas like Southeast DC, Southwest DC. Um, it's mm-hmm. just a big city, Northwest. You know, it's it's a uh, it's only the strong survive type mentality, and that's in most of your yeah. big cities. And uh, everything's moved so fast that people ain't thinking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Frank, man. Like, yeah, like like he said, man, at least here in D.C., it is definitely the survival of the fittest. You never know. Like, you can be in a part of town where you're like, oh, my God, like, you see, you know, white people, black people walking their dogs. You feel like it's like the most important part of town. And then you hit that corner. You hit that corner. You're like, wait a minute. Like, am I on the same side of town? No, you, that has always been the town. It's just what you've seen that you completely think that that's all it is. And it's yeah. every single part of D.C. I'm sure Georgia's the same way. You can go down, like, you know, a one-lane street, and you're like, okay, like, this is a great part of Georgia right now. This is, like, beautiful. But then Listen, all you gotta they do got to is- Mercedes-Benz Stadium on one street mm-hmm. downtown, and the street right parallel behind it is straight shack homes, um, homeless, uh boarded up boarded up boarded up nice boarded up boarded up boarded up mm-hmm. nice and it costs millions to to have a house right there so um it's just it's okay. just why yeah you and I, we we definitely have to talk gentrification um being from the dmv area or you know dc proper when it comes to it like at least in Baltimore I, I've heard people like you know every white person that talks to us that you know moved here in a summer or something like that they say shit like oh well, I saw the wire and you know Baltimore's not a bad place I'm like yeah it's not a bad place for you now like think about like yeah. 10 15 years ago it's it, it's not the same thing to the point where those same row houses that people like even myself I was like you know I will never live in those row houses not because yeah. I feel like they're like ugly homes or something like that it's because I know what went down in those areas and more importantly I know the depths that came behind those houses there's yeah. been like bodies stored in houses in Baltimore there's been murders and kidnappings and things when sex trafficking was like really at its peak Baltimore mm-hmm. was a thing like that that was like a mecca of it so the fact that we've seen so much of that come out of Baltimore so now like to fast forward people are living in these houses and they're like oh well I'll go and spend four or five hundred thousand dollars to live in a row house in Baltimore mm-hmm. I'm gonna live in DC you know I'm gonna live in Baltimore but I'm gonna commute into DC we have co-workers like Q and I we have co-workers who literally travel into DC from Baltimore which is on a train maybe an hour and 30 minutes so people get yeah. up every morning at six o'clock in the morning to go into DC and then they do the same thing to go home. But then just to tie it all in, 
they do all of this, but they walk right past the person who doesn't have a home. They doesn't. They don't have a roof over their head or food in their bellies and things like that. And they look at them like, well, you know, maybe they just need to be in a different part of town or, you know, better them than me. The issue is, mm-hmm. it can always be you. Not only right. can it always be you, all of us right now in 2020 have come to the realization that you are not only just a check away, you could be a check from not, you know, you could not get a check and you could be right there. You could be that person who's like, you know what, today's my last day at work. And by the yeah. way, um, I don't know where that next check is coming from. I mean, you could be homeless. Listen, people are so far removed. They feel so far removed and life has a way of checking you and you just got to mm-hmm. make sure um, you're prepared. And I, this is why I tell people never get comfortable in no job, never get comfortable with no 401k, never get comfortable with um, waiting for your uh, bonus. You got to mm-hmm. be things aside as if that shit is going to vent, like completely disappear. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, that, all that stuff that your job promises you, I can guarantee you they're going to promise the person that replaces you. And that is coming from someone who has not only lost a job, but a person who has lost a job twice. Like, I've lost a job just for the sake of losing one. Like, wait, wait, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I did the check, you know, I checked all the boxes. I dotted all the I's across the T. The issue, though, was if they don't want you anymore, they don't want you anymore. It's like, you know, a lot of employers are like Will Smith daddy. Like, you know what? Sometimes they don't want you no more, man. Like, they don't want you. And it's cool. But the thing is, what do you do? I'm telling you. But the thing, what, what do you do? Like, what, what do you do knowing that, you know, you, like, uh, you know, I know we're about to wrap up, but basically, like, you know, for my wife, like, her and I, like, we, we've been together for X amount of years, and, you know, like, full transparency, like, I ended up losing my job uh, years ago, maybe it was like six, seven years ago, lost my job, and they called me into the office, they did the whole song and dance of, you're doing great, you know, you did great, blah, 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 like, it was just creative differences, and, you know, we had the budget cuts, and blah, 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 it's like, wait a minute, like, it, it can't be everything and all of them at the same time. So, you know, she held me down. Like, I told her, I was like, yo, like, you know, I lost my job. She says to me, she's like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to make it work. And once we made it work, like, honestly, I got I got a job, like, maybe, like, seven days later, seven, eight days later. And this job ended up working out. And I was like, you know what? Like, perfect. Like, I'm, I'm back on my feet. But, like, that was the most stressful seven days ever. So, for me to say that it was my most, like, seven days was stressful, just imagine being that homeless person who every day is seven days like every day feels like seven days you, you wake up in the morning and you're like you know what like how we think how COVID is right now it's like you know what like damn you know I gotta wear a mask or you know I gotta stay in a house a lot of people ain't got a house to stay in like yeah. we, we, a lot of people don't have cable they don't have cell phones like yeah they might have a checking account or something like that but a lot of people just don't have and you have to be like gracious at the fact that you have a lot of privileges in 2020 going into 2021 that a lot of people don't and you walk past those same people every day and you turn your nose up you don't appreciate them and more importantly like you look at them as if that can't be you so right. you know if you've listened to this show and you've just ever thought to yourself you know what 
I'm not going to do for this person or why do they need it? Just think about it. You could be that person the following week. Just just think about it like that. Sit on it, table it, and boy, like, I I just hope that people learn that there's so much to come out of life and you never know where you're going to land. So, Shannon, like, you you did great on this topic. I appreciate the fact that you brought it up because, you know, a, a lot of bullshit that's been going in stereo, people have been talking about you know, tarot cards, nonsense, and stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, absolute nonsense. Like the fact that not only are you talking about something that's meaningful, a lot of people can relate to it. So I appreciate the fact that you gave this to not just me, but for the stereo audience that is listening. Um, shout out to everybody who is listening right now. I don't want to go through all the names, but I'll just say like Flo, Eve, Baby, uh, Raga, Kappa, Joseph James, LeBron apparently is in here. Court, I was Court K, Tina, Thirty One, Beauty and Brains, Eric, Twelve, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of people. Um, it's getting late though. Uh, Shane, again, thank you because thank you. We need sure. it. Stereo needs it, and yeah. All right. Till next oh, time. Boy. Peace. Get you some merch. Act like you know. Get you some merch. Shop She Gets It on Teespring. The link is in the bio. Don't act like I ain't tell you. Hit me up on the stereo app. Hit me up on Patreon. Hit me up on Red Circle. If you want to go ahead and cross promo, I'm here for you. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up and tonight email she gets it pod at gmail.com. Hit me up on she gets it pod on IG. I'm not hard to find. Let's get back into this show. Don't forget to check out Young Black and Bob the podcast with Greg on it and his click of Young Black and Bother Pete's. This is She Gets It Podcast. Please add us and follow us on the Stereo app, Loudmouth Stereo. Peace.